mobile phones, laptops, tablets, and everything in between. This is Sean and Sean, and you're listening to the Silicon Theory Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Silicon Theory Podcast. I am your host and moderator, Sean, and with me as always is Sean P. Say hello, Sean P. Happy to be here, guys. So this is part two of a two-part podcast covering the events that were announced by Google at their hardware event that took place on October 4th. If you haven't heard part one, you can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play Music. So go ahead and check that out as well as our other podcasts. We have a few things to discuss. And basically, we we touched on in the previous podcast the kind of big deal stuff, the Pixel phones that were announced. And so now we want to talk a little bit about the rest of the items that were announced. There was a very big software announcement in the form of the new Google Assistant. There were a couple of other hardware pieces that were announced in Google Home, Google Wi-Fi, and the Chromecast Ultra product. So up at SiliconTheory.com, we have a quick rundown of what each of those is and a link to the Google pages where if you want to check them out or potentially buy them, um, you can do so. The uh, Google Home, I believe, will be available and will ship next month in November. Google Wi-Fi... I believe will not be available until December, if I read that correctly. And um, the Chromecast Ultra didn't remember seeing anything about availability. Might I'm not be. sure when that's even. I don't know when that's being released either. Soonish. Soonish for the Chromecast Ultra. So. Uh, without further ado, we'll go ahead and jump right in. So the Google Assistant is kind of Google's big uh, machine learning AI complement that is now going to be vertically integrated with all of the Google hardware products for your smart home, namely right now Google Home, as well as the Pixel phones. You can say the hot word, OK Google, and it will fire up the Google Assistant and you can tell it in natural language what it is that you want from everything from setting appointments and reminders and alarms to asking questions to all manner of stuff. And um, it was it's kind of a big deal and kind of not really a big deal, I guess, from the standpoint of it's um, it's a little bit more nuanced version of the Google Now product that we've been using for quite a while on the Google Nexus phones, and it also integrates some of the features of Google Now on tap, which is you could long press on your home button and Google would take a snapshot of your home screen and try and provide you relevant search data to that uh, topic or whatever topics it, it guessed for on your home screen. So um, tell me, tell me any thoughts on the Google Assistant, Sean, at all? Yeah, I mean, it's really cool. This came, this showed up in Allo, right? It was the first place where it was really available to Correct. all of us. So uh, it was in Allo. It's a natural extension, as you said, of Google Now to the point of I almost don't know why they're not just replacing Google Now with Google Assistant. This is clearly the way things are going. It's basically a progression of that service to my mind. So it's kind of like, well, isn't isn't this what it's going to be eventually? But they haven't done it yet. The only other kind of negative thing I'll say about it is it, it it's baked into the Pixel phones, but it sounds like they're not bringing it to a lot of other phones initially, like none of the Nexus phones. It's going to be an exclusive thing to some degree, and that that seems like a strange decision. I, I saw someone tonight saying, well, if it's just going to be on the Pixel phones, how are developers enticed to use this? Because it's such a narrow subsection of phones that are going to be utilizing the service. But yeah, I mean, Google's huge on machine learning, and it's like this is going to be the future. 
Um, I think they had a slide up that said that it could correctly identify, like the correct identification had gone from 89% to 93.9% or something. So they're making huge strides in this, and that doesn't seem like a huge number, the four percentage plus increase, but they said that makes a huge difference when you're using it. And the system's getting smart enough to now recognize not only what an object is, but maybe how many of them are in a picture, for instance. And I think the example was they had a picture of two bears, and the system now could not only recognize that, yes, there was a bear in the picture, but recognize that there were two bears in the picture, and then, you know, give you feedback appropriately. Um, the other thing is they're really big on this kind of natural uh, conversational tone thing. Um, I think we're basically trying to create like the voice assistant from her. Um, I'm all for Scarlett Johansson being the voice for the record, but um, I'm all in on that too. Yeah, I, that's the way it's going. You, this is a huge priority for them, and this seems to be an area where Google really is trying to push because a lot of other competing companies are doing the same thing. Windows is doing it with Cortana, and then of course Apple's doing it with Siri. But I think Google's really trying to push this because they see a future where you know you're going to be talking to your devices. AI is going to become a thing eventually, and then Skynet will probably take us all out. But until then, um, it, it seems they really want to be on the forefront of all of this, and I can see a lot of utility with what they're trying to do, uh, but I don't know if it's a huge selling point for people right now. I think I will basically just reiterate a point that I've said before uh, regarding Google Assistant and the other features that Google offers with their products. Uh, I, for one, welcome our new Google overlords, and... Uh, you know, it's all fun and games until Google Assistant actually becomes Skynet and starts destroying humanity, which probably isn't too far away. But having said that, uh, yeah, I think the features that are baked into Allo right now, I agree, are still more of like a beta kind of thing. So I'm very interested to see how the Google Assistant will work in the Pixel phones. We've got... Um, We've got some hands-on time with uh, the Pixel XL coming very soon, so hopefully we'll have some more information about the Google Assistant thereafter. But from the demos, uh, especially as it pertains to their Google Home product, which sounds like a good segue if I ever heard one, um, when integrated with the Google Home product, seemed like they could have some really uh, strong relevance for the modern smart home. So let's move on to Google Home. Uh, for those of you that aren't familiar with Google Home, it is a product, uh, a smart appliance that is designed to reside in your home and is kind of always listening for your hot word command of OK Google and you can pose it questions. So you can say, OK Google, what's traffic like on my way to work today? And the built-in speakers in the device will give you the response and it is designed to integrate with other smart appliances in your home. So I believe that they said that uh, the Nest smart thermostat is available, IFTTT is available for it, and Samsung's um, smart home devices are also uh, integrated with Google Home at launch, and they anticipate that other uh, partners will come on board as well. So what are your thoughts on Google Home? I like Google Home. I like it when they showed it before. I mean, it's basically their version of the Amazon Echo, which I've seen some cool stuff being done with the Echo. This is one of those things, though, right now, I almost bought one. So they announced it back at Google I.O., and I liked it then, and then it became available, and I actually popped one in the cart during the announcement, uh, you know, yesterday. There may be one in my cart now, allegedly, as we speak. But then I sat there and didn't check out, and here's why. There's a future for this product, like... 
And it's going to be cool, some of the demos they showed where you can tell, hey, turn off the lights in the living room, and it turns off all the lights in your living room. And you can ask it questions, and it's very clever with its answers. And you can tell it to Chromecast media to your TV and kind of control your TV that way through the Chromecast. Um, and you can use it as a speaker to play music, you know, Pandora, Spotify. They had a whole bunch of partners you can use for music. So it does a lot of cool stuff. For me, though, as I sat there, I'm like, what am I going to actually use this for? And my problem is my home right now, I don't have any smart home products, so I'm not going to be utilizing any of those. And then I thought, well, you know, maybe I'll use it to Chromecast stuff, but it's like a lot of the apps that I'm using to Chromecast are maybe not always on the up and up, and I'm streaming TV shows and movies, and those aren't controllable by this device. And then as a speaker, it's like, yeah, that's fine, but it's 129 bucks. So if I'm just using it as a speaker, like there's better things in that space if you want that specifically. So in the short term, I feel like it's kind of like it was when the Chromecast first came out when it didn't really do much. There weren't many apps that supported it. It was like, hey, someday this thing's going to be great, but that day is not today. That's kind of where I'm at with home. Eventually, if I have a Nest thermostat and I have smart lights and I have all these things, it'll be awesome. I mean, I could see you having a few of these spread throughout your house and you can you can network them for music and do all kinds of things. So it, it has some really cool features. It's just right now I'm not sure there's enough of a use case for me personally to buy it. But eventually, eventually this is going to be really cool, I think, because it, it really will tie... Like, the smart house stuff's coming, that's it. Smart thermostats, the lights, like, this is a thing, and it's happening sooner rather than later. And if you tie that in with Google's excellent, you know, the assistant and everything that they're doing there, I think there's going to be a day where this is going to be very cool. Um, I was actually at a conference recently for work, and they had a demo, and it was with Alexa, because Google Home isn't released yet, where you could tell using a hot word, hey Alexa, sign into my banking software, and then you could ask it for your balance, or you could ask it for history, or for a variety of things, and it would answer you. And it's like, stuff like that eventually is going to be really cool. Like, there will be a day where, you know, you'll be able to sit on your butt, on your couch, this thing will be listening, and you can ask it information like, what's my balance, or tell it to transfer money, or do those kinds of things, and that's pretty neat. I just think initially right now the use case is a lot narrower and it's not for me yet. I'll probably break down and buy one at some point, but in the future it's going to be a I think it's going to be a cool thing. I know a lot of people who have um, an Amazon Echo product. Um, my parents have one. A couple of good friends of mine have one. And they all seem to rave about it. And it doesn't have the power of Google behind it to make it successful. So I agree in the short term for right now. I don't know that there are a lot of people who would really want to have it to do other than anything other than really show off it show it off as a novelty, I guess, is probably the right way to say that. Uh, or people who are already invested, the fabulously wealthy, which I don't think includes either of us at this point, but uh, the fabulously wealthy who have already invested in smart home products. So there are smart uh, LED bulbs for your lamps. There are smart Nest thermostats that can control your heating and air conditioning systems, smart locks that can control the locks on your doors. All of these things, again, uh, I agree, are, are in this you know, Jetson-style vision of the future that is uh, waiting for us not too far down the road. But for right now, um, 
I agree as a Bluetooth speaker on its own, uh, or if I just want to know the traffic by talking, I can still do that by talking to my phone, which is always on me. And uh, I think there is a very real possibility that my kids will probably know Google Home a lot better than I do. And that's probably, again, not in the not too distant future. So one other thing, and I don't know if if this is covered or not, but Google should really give you the ability to change the keyword for this device for their devices. And the reason I say that, NKBHD posted a hilarious tweet yesterday. He said, as they were demoing it, every time the guy said, "Okay, Google," all of the phones in the front row went off uh, because it's the same hot word for everything. So this is one of those things that, like, I, literally at some point in the not so distant future, like if I had a Google Home in my house and then I have obviously an Android phone and my wife has an Android phone and my son has an Android tablet and he also has an old phone that I've repurposed. It's like I envision this day in the future where you say okay Google and like I'm just going to see seven devices like flash on all at the same time so they, they may want to rethink that at some point. <laughs> can, we, can we get a what's up Google? What's up? <laughs> that would seem to be a little bit more logical and I think that that is uh, you know that's probably something that could easily be patched in a software update. Hopefully, we don't all need our phones listening to our conversations 24-7. The last thing that I'll leave with Google Home is I mentioned this uh, during the Droid live stream of the event, and I found it was hilarious that my wife said the exact same thing. When they show the picture of the Google Home product, it looks like an air freshener, but when you pull off the interchangeable bottom, it's uh, it's got speakers, but they actually look like video cameras, video camera lenses. And I said, it's actually a camera and Google is spying on us 24-7. And then when I showed a picture of it to my wife after the event, she's like, that looks like a video camera that's trying to spy on me. And I'm like, wow, I can't believe that we both have as disparate a technological perspective as you could probably have between two human beings. And by sheer coincidence, we both thought the same thing about the Google Home product. It's great, but it might not have a lot of practical application just yet. So um, we've got Google Wi-Fi next, which is kind of like a hockey puck style device that uh, is similar to some other products out there on the market and is now being offered by Google to basically increase the signal strength of Wi-Fi in your home. It'll hook up to your smart router if you have one and basically rebroadcast your Wi-Fi signal in your home so you don't have any dead spots. That's pretty much what it does. The only interesting thing to me was that uh, it comes in packs of three. <coughs> yeah, you can't, I think you can get a one pack or a three pack. The one pack was what, 129 and then the three pack was... 299? 299, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, If you have Wi-Fi dead spots in your house, you should think about it. Um, If you're invested in the Android ecosystem, you should definitely think about it. Yeah, it's cool, right? Like, they have OnHub already, uh, and this is kind of like a continuation of that idea. So there's nothing wrong with it. I have to say, like, from an announcement standpoint, it's not that super exciting for me. Um, As Sean already alluded to, neither of us are filthy rich yet, once this podcast goes mainstream, though, that'll that'll be the time that we'll be rubbing it in how rich we are. Stress the yet, people. Uh, yeah. Um, but uh, so, like, my house is a little under 1,800 square feet, and a normal router does fine. So, like, I'm watching it going, if I had a huge house at some point, I could see how this would have utility, but... 
I feel like most people are in a location where they're not necessarily in a huge house where there's a lot of utility in having these multiple access points. It's a cool thing. Uh, I'm sure it'll be easy to use. That's one of their big claims to fame. It'll probably be pretty much plug and play. So that'll be nice. It's a fine product. I just, I don't know anyone personally that was looking for this or super excited, but hey, you know. There's got to be people out there. For those of you with your 5,000 square foot mansions, <laughs> go out and get it. Um, before we move on to Chromecast Ultra, I did want to spend a little bit of time talking about something that was announced during the event that um, didn't get a lot of press, didn't get a ton of press, but um, could be kind of interesting, and that's the um, Daydream View. So. This is Google's take on VR, virtual reality, and uh, by all accounts, the people who looked at the View device said it was really nice, has kind of like a nice felt uh, covering on it, and it's designed specifically to work with the Pixel and Pixel XL products. So we've got some thoughts on virtual reality on silicontheory.com. If you're interested in VR, go check them out. I think I wrote something not that long ago called, is virtual reality more than just a fad? Um, The answer to that question is the jury's still out. Um, I've seen some VR devices. The um, Samsung Oculus guy is pretty interesting. Um, I don't know that I'd spend a lot of time on it, but it is kind of cool, especially for seeing places that you might not see in real life. Like I took a tour, I took a tour of the city of Petra in VR, and that was kind of neat. Beyond that, I don't know um, what kind of future VR has, but um, Google made some hardware, and uh, for those of you that were interested and pre-ordered a Pixel or a Pixel XL, you're going to get a coupon code when um, your phone ships to get a um, Daydream View device, so you should definitely get it. It's a $79 value. It won't be available until December, so don't hold your breath. But um, if you're interested in seeing what the VR fad is all about, that would be a good way to do it. Buy a Pixel phone if you're in the market and get a free Daydream VR. Any thoughts on uh, Daydream? No, their headsets look nice. Like you're, you're right; it has like this nice like plaid material going on. So they look a little bit better than the hard plastic ones that other people are offering for the most part. But beyond that, it's just I, I VR so far is just not something that I care about yet. I, I know it's going to be a thing. Augmented reality specifically looks like it's going to be a big deal at some point. But so far. I don't know, man, like taking my phone, strapping it into this plaid goggle and then playing with it or doing whatever the hell you do with it. I just, I don't know if that's something that I'm super eager to do or care about. I'll reserve judgment. I've never tried it, to be quite honest. Um, I've never seen like a Gear VR or tried any of those things, so I don't really know firsthand. It's just kind of there. We keep talking about it year after year. I've yet to see like anything compelling where I go, oh yeah, now that's VR's hit. Now I have to have it. Like that hasn't happened yet for me. We've been talking about VR for a while. It still hasn't landed yet, and we'll probably be talking about it for a little while in the future. Um, Chromecast Ultra is, if you are familiar with the Chromecast product from Google, the wildly popular, incredibly best-selling product from Google, uh, now has a sequel called Chromecast Ultra. It's kind of the same thing, but now it does 4K and HDR. So if you got a fancy 4K TV um, and you have a bunch of 4K content that you like to watch on it and it's streamable, 
this might be something for you to throw $69 at. Um, I was checking while we're recording the pod to see when it was available, and right now you can join the wait list for Chromecast Ultra because we don't know when it's going to land. I looked it up real quick because we didn't know at the beginning, and it looks like November, question mark. November at some point. Huzzah to the Google people. Chromecast Ultra. Uh, I got a couple of Chromecasts. I got the first gen one and I got a free second gen one by using Android Pay five times or ten times or something a couple months ago. And uh, I use them fairly frequently. Not as frequently as I used to before we had kids, but uh, we watch a lot of TV and so the ability to throw stuff from YouTube up on your TV just using the Chromecast and the Cast features uh, built in, the Cast communication protocol built into Google is kind of neat. It's a lot of fun. I don't think I would use the Chromecast Ultra mostly because I don't own a 4K TV, but uh, in terms of, you know, kind of future-proofing a device that's already incredibly successful for Google, this is probably a good thing for them to have in their portfolio and that's probably all I need to say about that. I'm right there with you. I don't have a 4K TV. I know they're out there. People are buying them. Um, even if you do have a 4K TV, though, there really isn't a ton of content. Netflix has some. Uh, it sounds like what Google's going to do is start releasing 4K content into the Play Store for you know various things. But yeah, it's fine that this exists. Um, I feel pretty ambivalent about the whole thing. I'm, I'm kind of the same boat you are. It doesn't really have any utility for me. Um, the price isn't anything that's too ridiculous, at least. It sounded like there was a way, but I haven't researched it that much yet, to actually plug in an Ethernet cable, mm. uh, which is nice because the other ones have all been Wi-Fi, and yeah, for, four, for 4K content, it would be handy to be able to do that. I read that, too. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, Chromecasts are cool. I actually have a first-gen. I don't even have a second-gen, so I've had the OG one since the day I bought it the day it was released. And it works just fine. And um, I have a Nexus player in my living room, which also casts. So um, they've been great. Uh, I love them. I think for most people, it probably makes sense to just buy the normal Chromecast and save the $35 because I doubt they have a 4K TV or a streaming 4K content. But it's a fine thing to offer in the portfolio. They didn't get rid of the other ones. So, yeah, great. And again, I think uh, as 4K content becomes more accessible and as 4K TVs come down in price, you know, a couple years from now, along with Google Home, this will probably make a lot more sense than it does today. But you know what? For the early adopters who want to jump out there and get on it and, you know, get your humble brag on, go do it. It's a, uh, you know, cheap enough hockey puck, hockey puck looking guy. And, uh, you know, it still works for non-4K content, just has a few extra functionalities in it. Why you'd pay double uh, when you could buy two regular Chromecasts at that price, I don't know. But, again, you're independently wealthy. You've developed an app, and now you're sitting on a mountain of cash. Go to it. And then give us some. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> sponsors want it. So, if, uh, unless you have any other thoughts, I think we'll wrap up this part, too. No, I would, I would simply say this. Um, the whole thing ended rather abruptly. Um, from the standpoint of the actual like showing itself, we were missing quite a few things that had been rumored. Uh, the two Pixel watches that had been rumored got delayed because Android Wear 2.0 got delayed. So those didn't materialize. That was kind of a bummer. Uh, I still have not jumped into the smartwatch segment and was kind of eagerly hoping that they would show that, but it sounds like that's going to be an announcement for another day. Um, the rumored Huawei tablet, 7-inch tablet, also did not materialize. So we didn't get that. And then uh, there was a lot of talk beforehand of Andromeda, which is a matchup, mashup, excuse me, of the Chrome OS and kind of Android and maybe a new direction for Android being teased. But that didn't materialize either. So 
Um, from a hardware standpoint, we already covered the Pixel phones, and those were kind of polarizing, and then you kind of have the list of devices that we just rattled off. I kind of felt like it was the hype going in was probably more than what got delivered. The majority of the products, there wasn't, um, the phones were by far the most interesting thing to me. You know, that's why we covered it separately on this entire podcast. And all these other things that got announced falls somewhere between, hey, that's kind of neat, I might buy one someday, to I probably would never have any use for that. So I would say the big takeaway, though, I will say this, is Google clearly is invested in hardware now. Um, not that they weren't before, but they seem to be jumping in more so. This this is going to be a thing now. Google's going to do hardware. And for the most part, I'll say their hardware is clean. It's nice that they have the unified G branding on everything now. I think before when they did hardware, it was a lot more haphazard. You had all these different brands, Pixel, Nexus, Chromecast. They're starting to rebrand the Chromecast stuff as Google Cast. And I think I read somewhere that that app is actually going to be integrated into the Google app at some point. So, yeah. I mean, you know... We make fun of Google, and Sean alluded to this, of them throwing crap at a wall and seeing what sticks and discontinuing some products that are popular and having a portfolio of things that is not always organized. It seems like the big takeaway, even though some of the hardware here is not the most interesting and even though we are missing things that I would have wanted, that Google's getting serious about this and they're unifying everything under the Google brand and they're moving forward under this path. So even though this in and of itself was kind of more of a you know shrug for me, Long term, I think there's a lot of exciting things going on, and if Google continues to go down this road, I think we'll see some really cool consumer products down the line. So I'm excited about that. Absolutely. And uh, there's a lot that is still yet to come. So we've got reviews for uh, the Note 7. We'll have most likely a review for the Pixel XL as well as the Daydream View VR unit. And uh, potentially, if I can talk them into it, uh, maybe one of the Google Home products as well from Sean P. So we'll see how that goes. As always, you can find us on SiliconTheory.com. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at SiliconTheory. Email us at SiliconTheory at gmail.com if you have any comments, concerns, or are interested in sponsoring the show. We'd love to have you. Feel free to reach out to us. Take care, everybody, and we will catch up to you next time. Thanks, guys. Do it again soon.